This is the OKest Hunter Podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks, if that's just me with a freezer. It's your tag, you hunt how you want. This is OKest Hunter. my gosh, we're at it again. Coming to you from the OKS Hunter Podcast Studio here in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. What's up, Gregor? What's going on there, Rico? Rico Suave. I'm not smooth as that guy. Couldn't even say that sentence right. Not as smooth as that guy. About as smooth as a pothole-laden road. <laughs> oh, the Greg one-liners, man. Get uh, get. Get out your, your uh, beers and play a drinking game. Every time Greg says a, a one-liner, just start guzzling beer. Anyway, welcome to the show, folks. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to what we call the shit show. And if you're a long-time listener, welcome back. Glad to have you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for following along, tuning in, participating, commenting, sharing, reviewing, whatever it is you do over there. We uh, didn't do a live broadcast last week. I was out for work. That feels like an eternity ago. We recorded on a, what was that, Sunday night? Yeah. Yeah. And then just scheduled it to go out on Tuesday. People listen to it, I guess. That's great. But we didn't get all of our fun commentary, all of our calls. So just uh, some housekeeping things as we get this show kicked off. This is a live broadcast. We broadcast live every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. Central Standard Time to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we have a phone number. You can call us. You can call into the show. Don't hackle us. We will kick you off and share your number with some bad people. I promise you it won't be pretty. But if you want to call in and share hunting stories, ask questions, uh, shoot the breeze quickly because we only run this for like an hour, hour and a half. The phone number is 262-757-4122. And we are brought to you by Spartan Forge, spartanforge.ai. Use code OHP at all of our partners and you'll save a little bit of cash in some way, shape, or form. Uh, for Spartan Forge, it's going to be 20%. And uh, I've been basically living in that app um i've been it is that time to try and find transition lines saddles and anything yep. else that you want to hunt during the rut so get on it i'm pretty sure i can see a buck bed from spartan forge right now the, all the weather changes we've been <laughs> having lately too it's uh it's very intuitive yeah yeah it is and my dad's on there now can you believe it cool he was texting about it the other night uh so that's exciting and then We'll, we'll save one of the one of the partners for last year because that's going to be our guest tonight. But Go Wild, good friends of ours. Uh, in fact, our guest tonight, Latitude, I'll let the cat out of the bag. Uh, you can buy their stuff on Go Wild. You can buy our hats on Go Wild. You can post to Go Wild. You can record that you listen to the podcast on Go Wild. Yeah. And uh, I talk to their leadership team on a regular basis. Good dudes, good gals. Uh, they're out of Kentucky. So they... Louisville. 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 Yeah. Don't ever let them hear you say Louisville or whatever the heck, how I would actually say it. Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. <laughs> yeah, and, and Vector uh, Custom Shop, they make arrows built to your specifications. And if that wasn't enough, they're high quality, uh, what is it? Thick walled micro diameter arrows, and they pack a punch, and they now have broadheads. Yes. And they their primary supplier for the broadheads is Iron Will broadheads. Um, not. 100% on that. Oh, well, I hope I'm not wrong. But I thought they had a partnership with those guys to, like, uh, supply their stuff. End, they had some front-end parts. Got so it. The Snyder Core system, they were pushing that with some of their 
aerial builds, okay. depending on what you wanted to buy or okay. build. But no, and they got their VBS and, and their new three-blade head that they've got out. Um, they're looking pretty solid. Okay. I, I might consider giving them a shot next year. Well, you're going to because Isaac's coming here in November. He's going to bring some for us. Oh. And us as relative. Nice. He said for me, but I just well, would assume, like, I'll give you a couple of mine. I, I mean, like, that's not like I'm going to kill anything. <laughs> <laughs> just, be, just be real honest. Way to here. keep the faith, Eric. Keeping the faith. And then last but not least... Latitude Outdoors. We're all hunting out of Latitude saddles. Uh, I got the Method 2. Derek's got the Classic. I think you got the Method 2. We're, we're wearing the, the XLs because we're bigger dudes. Bigger. Rocking the deer More camp pods. Yeah. Yeah. Got a big dunk dunk to park in there. What's up, Alex? Welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, guys. Am I am I on stage now? You're on here. Stage spotlight's on you, buddy. <laughs> Can we just yeah. take it away, Alex? Yeah. Bring you right in. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is, uh, this is cool. I've never done a, a live podcast before and i've done a very limited number of uh recorded podcasts so hey don't worry well, uh, get, out, get out of my comfort zone a little bit here yeah if you mess up everyone's going to be watching i mean there's only like 11 people in here so it's not like a big deal but <laughs> but i will say you yeah, my, well and you look really good on your youtube videos so hats off oh well thank you <laughs> well i do okay when it can be edited i don't know my partners are probably watching this going oh god What's he gonna say live? What's he gonna do? Don't don't say the thing about the stuff. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, we do have the comments rolling in already. So, folks that are joining us: uh, Evan, Brock, Matthew, uh, Evan, 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 <laughs> Matthew, Drew. Thanks for for jumping in on the chat, fellas. The the phone lines are open. Uh, I'll put that number on the screen. I'll, I'll park calls in the queue, and we'll we'll bring them in as we, as we go here. Um, you know, if you guys have questions and stuff, but let's, let's give a nice, uh, warm introduction here. Alex Chop, you are one of the co-founders of Latitude Outdoors based out of Michigan. Um, why don't you give us like the 30,000 foot overview or the elevator pitch of kind of where this started and kind of where you at, where, where you ended up in present time? Yeah, because you, you kind of jumped into a market that was all of a sudden, a, an ocean full of sharks. Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, well, I guess we'll kind of start with how I got into this in the first place. And that was just, uh, you know, I've been an obsessive bow hunter forever, um, born and raised in Michigan. So obviously hunting is a big part of our life over here and just like in Wisconsin. Um, and then my partner, Kevin, who's not on here tonight, obviously, but he really is the one who saw the opportunity in the saddle market. And, um, he was a, a newer hunter at the time. He, he played football at Michigan, so he didn't have a lot of time to hunt. Um, and when he got back into it, uh, he was hunting up in Northern Michigan in this nasty swamp. I mean, he almost killed our other partner, Jake one time, uh, and, uh, carrying a tree stand back there. So anyway, he hunted that when he was getting back into hunting and, uh, he just, the tree stand wasn't the right tool for that scenario in that swamp. And then he started to dive into the saddles that were in that uh, that were out at the time, you know, and um, he just, he saw an opportunity to do something a little different. Both him and I had used that Anderson sling, which is um, for people who don't know what that is, that was kind of the original um, tree sling. And our method saddle is actually based on that Anderson swing sling. It's actually a, a modern version of it. Um, so we made some tweaks and uh, that's what kind of led us 
here today. And it's grown to much more than we ever thought it would be. That's for sure. Um, and we have obviously our customers to thank for that. And now all three of us are full time and we're uh, trying to make this work here. So full time. That's a, that's a big deal, especially to support three incomes full time. You guys are really making a real go of it. I mean, I, I saw the booth you guys had up at ATA in Kentucky this year, and it was very impressive. Uh, I know that those hours put in those things, the, the time put into prepping and all that stuff, it's, it's, it's a lot. And uh, you guys are really, I don't know, I think you're just a, a bit of a leader in the space. And, it, and uh, kind of like a, you know, when people would build what, what I would call a sleeper car, you know, it's got all this stuff under the hood and you don't even realize it yet. And once you realize you're like, holy shit, <laughs> you know, hear that engine purr. But are you guys still the only uh, two-piece system on the market? Because that was a bit of the claim, claim to fame that like we got hooked in on a couple of years yeah, ago. The two-panel two saddle, the Method 2, are you guys still the only ones that have two-panel saddle? There, there are a couple more. We're, we were kind of that first one to modernize that two-panel design. Um, and then our, our, patented tech, our patent pending technology with that is the magnets, right? And that's really you know, at a show, for example, when people are walking around, that's probably what, um, you know, steers them towards the method, uh, over the other options on the market, just because those magnets make such a big difference in, in the functionality of the saddle and how easy it is to set up when you're up in the tree and, um, all that stuff. But there are a couple other options out there. The magnets are a game changer to some degree. And I don't, I, I don't mean to use that stupid phrase, but they're silent. And you don't have Velcro. It makes the two-piece system really functional in a way that I don't know how you'd achieve it without magnets. Some other guys have clips or things that strap, but then you only get so much play out of that. With yours, you get full a full range of motion. I mean, I can park that that you know the ass part of that thing all the way under my kneecaps, and I can get the back part all the way up to my like upper mid back, and. It's like I'm sitting on a toilet up there. It's awesome. It's super oh comfortable. Boy. You compared the product to a toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying. It doesn't, I spend a lot of time on the toilet. I'm very comfortable hey, on the like toilet. You know? you know? But no, to that, to that end, Best there's... seat in the house. There's just such a wide range of, yeah. um, of like comfortability options that you can get out of your setup. And then you guys have all these accessories, the, the gear strap, the, uh, the knee pads. I mean, you're really like blowing this thing up here uh, to accommodate a lot of different preferences. Now you guys have the platform. So maybe walk us through some of the, what goes into the product development, R&D? How are you bringing these things to life? Like you started with a saddle and now what do you guys have? A lot, I think. Oh gosh, this is a, a long conversation here on the product development side, but the product stuff is really what as a group we're passionate about. That's what we love to do. The marketing side of things is what's hard for us, you know, doing this kind of stuff, right? Um, but we love the product stuff and all of our products start with time in the woods. Um, that's something that's very, very important to us. And we push each other to make sure that we spend adequate time in the woods to make sure that, you know, the products that we're coming out with, we can honestly say that we would choose to use them ourselves um, over everything else available this is what we would choose to use. And that's kind of the final step with all of our products. We sit down and we, you know, we sit down and ask each other, would you use this? And uh, if the answer isn't unanimously, yes, we don't, we don't come out with that. So product development is all about spending time in the woods for us. And it's obviously awesome, right? Cause we love the hunt. So that's an added benefit, but it's just, it's important to, to, 
get out there and do that product testing. And, and that's something we're, we're passionate about. Um, so that's product development in a nutshell. And obviously there's a bunch of other details involved, which um, fortunately my partners are kind of the experts in that, that area. So. Well, and, and so, yeah. Oh, honey, I have to go to work. You know, like I'm going to go test some product. <laughs> like My wife would get a kick out of that. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh yeah. Well, that's why I, I joke around with my wife. I'm like, Hey, I got to go. I'm not hunting. I'm working. Right. I mean, yeah. How can you get mad at me? I'm going to work. She yeah. doesn't buy it. But, yeah. It's um, conflated for sure. But what, but I try. Yeah, no, you have to. Um, so, it, and with the product development and hunting, I maybe I wanted to start here and I kind of, you know, forgive me that listens. Uh, I'm going to derail us for half a minute because I think you guys have some pretty epic hunting stories. You guys have put in a lot of time in the season so far and um, you got a nice buck you not that long ago. You us by comparing the product to basically the crap strap. I mean, it wasn't in a negative way. <laughs> and you probably could do that from the tree in their product. I'm just saying, oh, like, man. let's just be real. You know, that's hey, that's one of the benefits that comes up online is you can take a shit out of it. So, you know, <laughs> the two panels. <laughs> so, look, this is the OK Center podcast. We, we don't get weird every now and again. It's not it's not real. Like, we got to keep it real here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, um, we don't care why people like it as long as they like it. Yeah, that's what gets uh, gets your, you know, stuff moving. Then, hey, great. But no, what happened in the woods, man, with this buck that you got? Like, what's the story? Have you shared it with anybody yet outside of like your core group? The story itself? Um, in in the nebraska deer mm -hmm. yeah start with that one yeah oh. um yeah so we just kind of on a whim decided to go out to nebraska we were itching to get in the woods and they obviously open early you know they're one of the few options that actually open september 1st so you know it was early august and um you know kev kind of threw it out there he's like hey you guys want to go to nebraska we're obviously like hell yeah we do let's let's do it um and going into it, there were kind of some mixed feelings. Uh, you know, I, I expected it to be very, very difficult, which it turned out to be. It was one of the toughest hunts I've ever been on. Um, and then, you know, there's the other thing that go, oh, well, we hunt in Michigan. We're going to go to Nebraska and it's going to be easy. Right. And uh, that certainly wasn't the case, by the way. Um, but anyway, we went out there. We had a good group of guys and we're um, we're trying to do the, the whole filming thing for content. Unfortunately, that's the way of the world these days. Um, so we've got some new team members who are just incredible with the camera. So there, there will actually be a new show produced. No one knows this. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be saying this, to be honest. But uh, I heard it first here, guys. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, there you go, Eric. Um, so we're working on this new web series show. I don't even know where it's going to end up. but um, And so that was part of the motivation to go out there, too. But um anyway we camped it was 97 degrees the hottest hunt i mean i the earliest i've ever hunted was opening week out by you guys in wisconsin so you know we're talking like 60s maybe 70 and it's september 1st in nebraska and it's 97 degrees oh no so that was <laughs> and we're camping right mm, um nice. so it was um i mean hell i even ended up i ended up getting a hotel at one point because i just i had to sleep you know we're running so hard and you can't take a nap during the day um so it was just it was totally unfamiliar terrain you know we talk about big woods and big swamp well this was big ag i mean there's ag endless it was just a sea of ag and and we were coming from michigan and ohio and stuff we're looking at each other like what the hell are we supposed to do here um so we 
I personally, I spent four days scouting when I first got out there. I didn't hunt at all. We got out there a little early um, and, and scouted my tail off. And we were even having trouble finding sign in this area. That's how out of our element we were. Um, but we ended up um, kind of, I don't even have an explanation for how we ended up getting into them other than we covered enough ground. Um, and, uh, we ended up sitting this one evening and, you know, everything's perfect. The cicadas out there are like the loudest, most deafening thing I've ever heard. I don't know if you guys have those in Wisconsin, but oh yeah, out, out there, we have them in Michigan, obviously, but out there it's like, they, they almost give you a migraine because they're so loud, but it's like a deer alarm. As soon as those things start, the deer start to move. And, um, so as soon as we started to figure stuff out, we're in this spot and I had this, you know, the camera guy first time in the tree, right. I not used to having a camera guy. He's like, big buck, big buck. I'm like, where <laughs> he's six feet above me. So he has, he's got a totally different line of sight. So I'm like, okay, well, where, and I'm, you know, turn around looking at his camera, trying to figure out, you know, where he's looking and, you know, five minutes go by and I still don't see him. And all of a sudden this nice buck hops over this fence and it was like I was shooting a traditional bow. You know, I just kind of drew back and slung at him and sailed it right over his ass. So, but hey, I was like, I was like, hey, that's a win in my mind. We saw, saw a Same. nice buck, right? I got a shot yeah. off. And um, and so that was great. And it was funny because afterward he was like, man, I was nervous when you missed that deer. I, you know, most people get pretty mad because I was just grinning ear to ear, right? Because we got on a buck. I got a, got to shoot at a nice buck. Yeah, I missed, but what can you do? First first buck of the year, and so I had a little buck fever. I didn't even try and stop him. I don't know what I was doing, but um, sounds like anyway. Me. So that came and went. I'm oh, sorry. What were you gonna say? Eric? Sounds like me, man. <laughs> great. It's great. This is a great yeah. perspective. You I, right in. And I left out a key part of the story too. I I lost my release on the on the oh. first day we were hunting. You better send him up. And so I was on my. Yeah, we, well, that, but that's don't forget your release. So I guess we should make another one that says don't lose your release. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't want to use, lose your release. And I didn't, so my backup release, you know, you got to have a backup release. But the release I was using was one of those, um, it was a stand release. So it's like absurdly expensive. So I only had one of them. <laughs> so I, I, I'm like, I'm not buying a backup of this. I'm going to use my other one as the backup. And of course it bit me. And I was honestly, I was shooting after I lost that release and I was missing the target at 20 yards. Oh, shit. Just because, I mean, the, yeah, the release totally changed my, my every anchor point and all um, that. Yep. Yeah. So that was a big mess. And so we went in there, we went and I missed that deer. The next day we went actually back to that same spot um, because there was a, a parallel drainage just to the north of that that set up the exact same way. And, um, so we're like, shit, there's probably, there might be another buck up there doing the same exact thing. And um, before we went in, I'm shooting my bow again. I missed the target. You'll see all this on video, by the way. And uh, I missed the target. It deflects off the side of the target. And I'm looking for it. I'm, I'm down to two broadheads left for the trip. And so it's just, it was funny. And then we walked in there and we didn't see a deer at all. And then the um, cicadas started screaming again. And then a deer literally there was a pond at the top of this hill and the, and the buck must've been bedded on that pond because right when, you know, right at last light, all of a sudden this buck is just running down an open field. 
an open grass field. He runs right down to the bottom, right where we were sitting. And we were in that bottom, right? Because we figured that's where any concentration of deer were going to be because it was higher elevation on both sides. He sprinted to that bottom and stopped right in front of our tree at 50 yards. <laughs> and I just shot him. <laughs> so it was, just, it, it was all, I mean, it worked out right, but it was just a, what just happened? It was a fun yeah. trip. But it was, yeah, it was like, I can't believe that just happened. It was shocking. And, um, you know, he was in velvet and he was a, a, a big deer and a big, big old eight point, which is just my fa- my favorite. So I was, I was excited. So it was cool. That's awesome, man. That's a hell of a story. Sounds like, did anyone else stay in the hotel room with you? Or they're like, what the hell, Alex? <laughs> yeah, my, the camera guy, the, the guy running the camera. Yeah, you probably had to charge uh, stuff. Was that Derek? Derek? He, yeah. Yeah, because Derek was going to yeah. come to Foam Fest with us. And he's like, uh, hey, I got a job now. And uh, I got to go out with oh, these guys. Yeah. And so he sent me one of his other guys. And uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, of course, I totally understand. Like, you got to, yeah, do that. That's going to be way cooler than what we're going to have you doing. And uh, so yeah. it's good to hear that, that he's, he had some fun out there with you guys. Yeah, not that that's cooler. But yeah, Derek is, uh, you know, he's full time with us now. And we are, I mean, the guy has some serious skills i mean just watching what he has to deal with with those cameras i'm like dude i it's a mess i could never do that it's a mess just like dumping sd cards at the end of every freaking day otherwise you don't know what you have anymore if a couple days pass it's like logging time you know it's like you gotta get get it out right away and you know i don't i I think maybe a couple folks know this but we're doing something similar we're doing a show um so we hired a videographer (laughs) And, and he followed me out, uh, what on a Wednesday, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. And, and, uh, he captured the most shit showest example, uh, exemplar of someone trying to get into a tree with your setup, by the way, unfortunately, uh, oh, good. Oh, good. I, <laughs> but like I, everything that could have gone wrong for me getting in this tree, one stick high, by the way, went like totally wrong. And then of course I didn't even grab my tow rope because he's right there. I was like, Hey man, I'm only one stick high. Can you hand me my bow? So I have the camera guy handing me stuff. <laughs> so it's like, that's awesome. yeah, when that debuts, it'll be circus music. It's just, uh, it'll be really fun to see what that all looks like when it comes together. I'm, I, I have no idea what to expect. I have an idea based on our vision, but oh boy, buckle up everybody. <laughs> uh, I, I can't wait to see that. I bet that's going to be a entertaining. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. The best way I can describe it is it's the office of hunting. <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how it turns out, but it, it's fun to, to do that stuff. It's fun to watch those guys work. I'm happy to hear Derek's out there doing that with you guys. So then didn't someone else on your team just get a deer then too? Yeah. So, um, so then last week we were up in or two weeks ago. Anyway, um, we were up in Northern Michigan for a hunt and, um, and that was really cool. We were, you know, I'm born and raised in Michigan, right? And, we're up there and there's just elk screaming all over the place oh, wow. running. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was, it was a really cool hunt and, and Kevin ended up shooting a, a nice Michigan buck. Um, you know, it was a place we've never been to. And, um, so it was, it was a really cool area and we had to get in there and learn fast and he was able to get it done. He did, he did a great job. Does so Kevin that with hunt. the deer hunter podcast. Or no, never mind. You guys were with this last week. I'm mixing crossing wires. We were, we were with Deer Hunter podcast. Yeah, and um, but so our Kevin shot one, and then Kevin from Deer Hunter podcast shot one too. 
So all the Kevins, I should just change my name and maybe I'll, maybe I'll kill a deer. Yeah. The Kevins had, had the hot hand last week. So that's cool. So. No. And then we had a, we had a three mile track job on a deer that I shot and we didn't recover. Ah, um, that's tough. So that sucked. Um, kind of screwed that up, but, uh, it was cool to see the dog work. I mean, I've only done that one other time with the dog and man, those things are amazing. Yeah. Uh, there's been some good documentation of that of like, uh, I think Seek One documented some of that. Uh, Bo Martonic with East Meets West documented some of that. Um, so you're seeing some of those dog dog folks and, and dogs get more exposure on YouTube channels and shows and such. And it, it is like, wow, what they can do is uh, really, really impressive. I, I I hope I don't ever need one. But if you do, like, I just what, what amazes me is how fast those guys can just, boom, Johnny on the spot in the middle of the, their their life, like, Oh, I shot a deer and you should come track it. And they're like, I'll be right there. Like, wh- how are they? <laughs> they're just on stand. It's like the ER, but worse. Yeah, it's amazing. And I mean, this dog, we brought him to this spot where the deer crossed the road. And this dog tracked the deer for a section that took us, uh, I think, three hours. He did it in 15 minutes. Wow. So, you know, if you're ever, you know, we should have stopped tracking well before we did. And we should have just backed out and we should have just got the dog right off the bat. And, you know, that deer would probably be at home with me now. Right. So they're amazing. Yeah. That's a hard, hard pill to swallow when you got to you know, kind of, of course, you're in your head thinking the what ifs and we should have done this and should have done that. And that's hard to get out of that mindset. I, I wouldn't be able to get out of that mindset either. But so what's, yeah. uh, what else is planned then? I mean, you guys, like you're coming to Wisconsin, uh, what this weekend you said? Yeah, we're leaving um, on Sunday. I'm leaving on Sunday, and I think most of the group will be out there on Sunday too, and we'll be out there for – I've got a short week because it's my wife's birthday and then our daughter's first Halloween, Uh, so i got to be home for that stuff. So i got a short week, so I'll be heading back on Thursday, but the rest of the group will be out there until the uh, the 30th, I think. we got the Airbnb until – so they'll be running around with – Jake Bush, we're trying to get Johnny Stewart out there with us to show us how to find some deer, and so it should be a good group. Johnny's a good guy, and and Jake Jake Bush is uh, well, his reputation speaks for itself. Johnny's too. Um, Johnny's super yeah. nice. We stayed at his cabin. I stayed at his cabin for the Spartan Forge vet hunt last November out in PA, and he's just amazing. Uh, and I not to say Jake isn't. I don't know Jake as well as Johnny, other than I've had him on the show at some point, and he's. He's a sharp, he's a sharp young guy and he's got a good, a great demeanor. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Both of those guys are just incredible. I mean, they're incredible hunters, right? But they're incredible people too. Yeah. Um, you know, Johnny, I, he, and, and same for Jake, it's just like Johnny, I think he'd give the shirt off his back to just about anybody. Yeah. I think and he hunting did. Wise, he's one of the most, I think he's done. Yeah. You think he did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, but I mean, like hunting wise, he's one of those guys that will help other hunters, which I think is really cool. You know, yeah. there's only a handful of people who are really like that genuinely. Right. right. And, and Johnny and Jake, they're both like that. But um, so we're, we're thankful to, you know, be connected with those guys and we get to learn from them. So it's it's invaluable to have them around for sure. 
and they're trekking all the way out here. Jake, uh, Jake's in what Ohio, right? And and uh, Johnny's all in Pennsylvania, yep. so it's a that's a trek. Where whereabouts? Are, without yeah. you don't have to give me a specific location, but whereabouts in Wisconsin are you guys going to be? Yeah, you guys hunting Northwoods? You hunting driftless hill country? Or are you hunting more swampy stuff? That's a really good question. Um, we have a kind of a centrally located Airbnb um, in the western part of the state. From there, I mean, you know, on these trips, sometimes we'll end up two hours from where we're camping. So I know that there's been some pressure out there. There's been a couple groups out there in the immediate area that I have some experience in. So I don't know where we're going to actually end up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's at the Western part of the state. So we won't be up in the big North woods or anything, but, um, you know, I foresee us being in the central part of the state a little bit. Cool. Yeah. The Western part of the state is, uh, it's a good spot to be. I do our, we do our gun hunting out there. I've done some bow hunting in the drift list. Um, a couple years back, I didn't have any success. Um, but I was out there for a single day. Like it wasn't, you know, I really don't tell I was doing, it's really a very pretty part of the state. A lot of bluffs and cliffs and things like that that you're going to drive through. Um, you know, the Mississippi and Wisconsin, if you go far enough to the corner, those, those two rivers meet up there. And uh, there's a lot of a lot of big, big deer in that region. Um, the diverse terrain, you got the water, you got a lot of ag. It's, uh, it's a good area for sure. And then if you go too far north, you can get to Buffalo County. And I don't know, there's a slice of public anywhere in that freaking place. But Very little. Um, yeah, I mean, you're probably going to have a ton of fun. And... You know, I'd say if you guys get an opportunity to swing by to say hi, I'd be happy to grab a beer with any one of you. Yeah, so, absolutely. I can't say it'll be any good beer. It'll probably be yeah. bush light, but it'll be cold. <laughs> hey, that sounds good to me. So what's that? Uh, you got some beer out there that I see all over the Internet. Um, a spotted cow, probably. Some, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, that's, I mean, I'm more, I would choose a bush light over that. That's a little heavy for me, to be honest, but, uh. It's good stuff. Craig and our drink. It's everywhere food. out there. I see it all over the place. So I must be in their their ad algorithm or something. It's pop. It's a popular beer. People love it. I think it's good. I, I'm not like I'm not a big fanboy. I don't really. I like a good Bush Light too. It's just it's like water. You know, I just don't have the stomach to to take all these heavy beer, beers either. But if I'm gonna drink a heavy beer, I go for the Scotch ales, or the Bourbon Barrel ales. Uh, you Scotch know. ales are good. Some of the IPAs and the pale ales are good. Pale ales are, they can be a little bit lighter than an IPA. Yeah, we're drinking the Hofbrau Oktoberfest right now. It's good. This is the time. Yeah, I think I we. So where we're located in Michigan, it's Grand Rapids, Michigan, and the the craft beer thing is just, it's everywhere there, mm-hmm. you know and. So I feel like, you know, we got Founders Brewery and, you know, there's shorts up north. It's just a craft brew uh, hotbed, right? So I think I get a little burnout on that stuff sometimes. I was drinking it for years, and now the watery stuff tastes a little better, and it's easier on the stomach. So Yeah, that's yeah, that's weird that that's the case. It's like you start with cheap beer in college or, you know, wherever you're young, and, and then you go to this nice stuff, and then eventually you go back. Eh, maybe not everyone, but I, I certainly have. That or just bourbon and scotch are my two go-tos around here especially on tuesdays in the podcast studio i haven't poured a bourbon yet got this weird stuff called long branch we were making a lot of jokes about in the last couple episodes like the long branch is what uh, your arrow deflected that shot on that buck 
or whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, appropriate. So, so what's on the horizon for you guys in the near term? Like, are you coming to ATA in January with any new product launches, or and you don't have to t- say anything specific if you can't. You already you already let one cat out of the bag here, so I'm not trying to course you to, to share yeah. everything but you know what what's some of the goals objectives things that you guys are trying to accomplish here um yeah i guess i got a lot to talk about here because we've been promising sticks for a long time so let me plug my computer in before it dies um yeah we'll have some new stuff at ata and hopefully it'll finally be the sticks that'd um, be awesome we've obviously yeah we we've obviously been talking about these for a long time and um, the, the reality of the situation is everything takes longer than you think it's going to, especially right now, but just in general. Yep. Um, and with these sticks, we tried to do something different, right. And, um, and we still are, but it's just, it didn't go exactly as planned. You know, anytime you try something new, you're going to have these little, yeah, exactly. So, um, we're in a really good spot with them. You know, we're still, moving moving forward with those sticks um and you'll you'll probably see those either you might see them before the end of the year so kind of a christmas time launch um or or at ata that's awesome that's good to hear because then at that point you guys will be a fully outfitted system right like i'll have saddle platform sticks that's everything i need to climb a tree and you know Right now, I just have the saddle, and uh, you know, I have sticks and a and a and a platform from, from someone else. Not that that's anything wrong with that, uh, but you know, like to have it all be a latitude setup, then it can all work together, and and that's something I think complete, that complete system. There's not a lot of companies that have that, and I think that's becoming a bit of the new norm. And and I'll I'll say Lone Wolf Custom Gear, you know, they they were probably one of the first ones out there to like think of it that way to have like full on systems. Otherwise, before that, it was like you get this, you get that, you get this, and you, you kind of piece it all together and I see more companies going that other route, which I think is a good thing um, by and large, but are, are the sticks without giving anything away? Are they, are they going to work with the platforms that you guys have in some sort of concerted way where like they'll stack nice or they'll clip in good or, you know, things like that. Or how do you, how do you envision that kind of coming together? Um, they will stack nice. Um, I'm not exactly I'm not going to dive into exactly how that'll work, but sure. um, it's it's going to be different than the custom gear stuff. Um, we, I guess we, you know, we there's a million different ways you can go about this stuff and how you stack it, how you pack it, how do you bring it into the woods, right? Is your backpack the um, the thing keeping your sticks and platform together? What what is that, right? What's the vehicle that gets you and your gear into the into the woods and so there's a million different ways to do that. And right. we've decided on a system, right? A system that we've used for a long time. And, and that's how we design the sticks and platforms and, and they're designed to work within that system. And um, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, no, that's, so they, that's, they will yeah. pack very, very nice. Yeah. And everybody, everybody has the, their way that they like to pack things. They might look at the way you're going to, you know, suggest packing this together and say, oh, that's asinine. I wouldn't do it that way, you know. And they'll they'll reinvent the wheel and figure out another way. I mean, you can show them. Yeah. You can show them how how ideally it'll work best. 
but at the end of the day, they got to be comfortable with it. And if they're not, they'll modify it and figure it out. Well, a lot of a lot of folks, you know, they're they're DIYers. They, a lot of these guys can do things themselves. They can modify stuff. And there's a lot of come like th- Genesis 3D. Look at all the ways you can modify things because he's spinning up 3D printed, you know, gear to to complement things. Uh, you know, Greg Litzinger was just showing some clips that go into the the Molly straps on the Latitude saddle uh, on his Instagram today. I was texting him about it like, dude, I need those. <laughs> like, where did you get those? And there's so many ways to customize a setup. And to your point about the backpack, I, I do have a backpack and I bring stuff out that way. I, what I don't like about it is I strap everything around my backpack. And the problem with that is now I can't get into it until I undo that. I would prefer it goes into the backpack, but it's too big. Um, so I'm making it work for me as it is, but it's not what I would desire. It just works for how it is for the moment. And it's fine. It's still better than like Greg has his old lone wolf. Uh, what, what's, what model stand is that outside the door here? That's an old, uh, that's an alpha. The alpha. It's huge. I forgot how big that thing was. You brought it over and I was like, Oh my God, it's a Cadillac. Uh, no, it's I killed I, a lot of deer. It ha- well, it's comfortable. It's good. It's reliable. <laughs> but like, I'm not, I don't like that on my back when I'm going in. I always express I want to be a ninja. I had to go in with extra a ninja, sticks. Not a ninja turtle. Yeah, well, not a little bit of both. There you go. Yeah, yeah not, that's a good. That's a good one. Um, no, I was going in with. I went out with Derek uh, a couple Fridays ago, on a property, and he's like, "Bring extra sticks because you need to get really high up in the tree." And I only have two of the with the 14 inch. Yeah. Uh, lone wolf you ones. Double steps with the aiders on them. With the aiders, so I can get up pretty good. But I had the old, old, lonely original lone wolves, like the three step ones, where they're like alternating, you know, flipper step, the flipper step, or whatever you want to call it. So I got myself pretty high up there. But in in effort to bring those out, they're really big sticks, and I put them on my pack, uh, like perpendicular, so they're hang out like sideways or horizontal. I was getting stuck on everything, and I was like, this is why I don't do this. This is why I like having a small form factor of just the backpack. So anyway, it's, it's a curious question and I'm excited to see what you guys do and you're very innovative. So, um, you know, yeah, I mean, the, the reality is, is that you're never going to come up with something that makes everybody happy. Correct. Right. right? Cause even it's interesting because even within our small little group, right, we've got, you know, us three, uh, who started things and now we have a bigger group of people, there is still that very, you know, large differences in preference as far as packing in and out of the woods. The one common ground between all of us is that packing in and out of the woods should be the easiest part of your hunt. In other words, like yes, when you're walking in in the morning in the dark, going in blind, you, your gear should not inhibit that process at all because you should be focused on finding the tree that you want to get in and getting into it. Um, so that's something we try and do. We try and make our stuff as light, quiet, compact as possible, just because getting in and out of the woods can make or break your hunt in our opinion, of course. Right. So, well, it'll sure frustrate someone. I think I got a video somewhere of me literally throwing a stick because of frustration. Now it was a very humorous, funny, haha video that we made on purpose, but that was depicting a real life situation. Purpose or not really, because we just <laughs> yeah. we saw you having a hissy fit like a little girl and you, uh, you just started throwing stuff and we just haven't had the camera rolling and you were dropping F bombs and throwing things across the, uh, across the prairie. So yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm. I. You know, what takes me the longest is it's not even getting in the tree; it's getting out. 
because pack, packing all that stuff back up yeah. and, and bringing it all down, like it's just not a great experience. And I end up getting like frustrated. I'll just drop stuff from the tree. Like, meh, I'm just going to drop this because I'm not dealing with it. It's frustrating. Let's just get the heck out of here. It's dark. There's no deer. Like, they're gone. They hear me. Let's just go. And it, yeah. and like, and by the time I get down, I go with Greg or I go with Derek, and they're always ahead of me. I'm like, how the F did you guys get here already? And to my knowledge, like, you know, the last two times with both of them, or not, Greg, Greg's like, I didn't, I didn't set up in anything. Derek's like, oh, yeah, I didn't set up anything in this. I'm like, okay, well, you guys aren't setting up, so that's, that's something. No, we'll- um, we, go, we go hiking around until we find something. If we don't like something, we just keep white walking around. But, and we, it gets to the point where it's like, well, I got about 20 minutes to try and get up a tree. By the time I'm up there, it's going to be time to tear down. So we just, we just, there's times where we just go around and we just go for sign. If we don't find what we're looking for, well, we don't hang up. Yeah. It's well, not a bad thing. No, it, it's totally good. This message that you have, though, uh, Alex, about like it should be one of the easiest things you do, right? Because dragging deer is going to be the hardest thing you do. And so like, if that's going to be the hardest thing you do, then you're right. Setting up and tearing down should be very straightforward and simple and quiet. And you already are like leading in the category of quietness because there's no buckles. There's no metal. Like you have the magnet system, like it's all cloth. So it is very quiet. And even the, the way your knots come with the kits and everything like that, it's all like, I, I, I think it, I think it was Jake Bush. Well, last year, the year, yeah, last year we put out a video of like this little plastic piece you have on the rope, and I didn't really understand how to use it. And then I learned from him, you you can use that to cinch your your knot up. up. And I was like, oh my god, everyone's buying all these special not carabiners, but belayers or senders or whatever they are. And I think that's fine, um, but you don't have to do no. that with your stuff. You don't have to do that, and it works yeah. pretty smoothly without it. And it really sucks to lose a yeah. sender because they're, those things are anywhere from fifty to seventy, eighty dollars. So you're not yeah. out as much if you lose a, a carabiner with uh, a Prusik knot or Prusik knot. Yeah, I don't learn all these terms. And, and, a, and a strap with a D ring on it. Yeah. So no, you guys are. Yeah, I mean a rope, a tether. Yep. I was just gonna say a tether with a, a sender, right? I mean, you're looking at a almost one hundred and thirty-five bucks yep. for a rope. Which is, I mean, we recognize that's a lot, but um, ropes are expensive. Well, I mean, you guys are using. They're, they're expensive to make. and You're using good stuff, though, too. Oplux is not cheap. Yeah, well, we so we did, get, we got rid of the Oplux. Okay. And, um, but we did, we did design a rope in-house. That's our Vaporline rope, the gray one that you see now online. Um, so that's kind of our premium rope. And that one is. That's an eight mil rope, just like Oplux, but we upgraded the sheath a little bit because there was a little bit of wear and tear, or at least nothing to be concerned about, but more than we would like to see on an $80 rope, right, with the Oplux. So we upgraded that sheath so that it's a little more durable now. Um, so that thing, you know, in terms of abrasion resistance on the tree, right, and bark, it's, you know, I don't want to say bulletproof, but it, it's a lot tougher. Um, so it's a very nice rope, but it's expensive. I mean... I think our lineman belt's 80 bucks. So, yeah, it's not cheap. Well, you have high quality stuff. I think that's a better thing to be known for when you're climbing a tree, when your safety and your, and your life is on a line, literally on a line. Yeah. It's important considerations. Yeah. Evan's got a question. Thanks, Evan, for, for bringing that. I'll throw it up on the screen here. He said, uh, going along with the no metal system on the method two, are you planning on having the straps be a daisy chain Amsteel type deal? I think he's referring to like on your sticks. 
Got it. Yeah, we were, he, that came the, in a little the, earlier. The sticks are 100% metal-free, attachment method, and stick itself. Wow. Yeah, he said, because I feel most people are, so, yeah, the, are up ditching. I don't know what that means. End up, oh, end up ditching the metal cam yeah, like buckles. Yeah, like I did. You saw how I've got them longer, just one-inch straps, no buckle on them. I do a wrap on mine around the around the Versa button and set the stick in. We should look at my stuff because I, I was clanking those around. Mm-hmm. So I'd be happy I can to. Show you <laughs> to. I can show you how to knot that. That <laughs> could be like a monkey doing a math problem, but we'll, we'll try it. Two monkeys <laughs> doing a math problem at that rate. I got a downer already. I haven't killed myself yet. <laughs> okay. You, on the other hand. Yeah, once I get once I get the muscle memory down, I got it. I got to just commit it in. Uh, once it's locked in, it's good. I'm just slow. I'm just slow. That's okay. The attack... The, I will say the attachment method on the new sticks might be my favorite part of the new sticks. Really? It, they're, they're, they're pretty slick, and um, Jake and Kev did a good job on that. And it, it is an AM steel attachment method, and it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice. If you ask me what my favorite thing about them was, I might say that. So, so guys, forgive me here, but what is an AM steel attachment? Well, AM steel is a rope. It's a very oh. durable rope. Okay. So, and a lot of guys are going to building daisy chain type ropes to attach, to attach the uh, the stick to the tree with, because they're lighter weight. Mm-hmm. You don't have a you don't have a buckle clanging around. They're smaller diameter, lower profile. Um, they don't blow around in the wind as much. So it's just an all around better better finish to the product hmm. for, for some. Yeah, and no. some guys will look at it and get a little uneasy because they see. It looks it's a tiny little eight millimeter rope, and I don't know if I want to trust my life in that. Got it. So then you'll go with the strap. Here's your, here's your AM steel, Eric. Yeah, I have this seen is that. A I didn't know that's what chain. it's called. Okay. Yep. And daisy chain. I actually have one of the sticks. And that's actually what the I got. Brand. One of the sticks sitting in my lap. I wish I could show you guys. Don't show uh, it. Don't Keep it on it. your lap. Don't do it. <laughs> show, show later if you really want to, but don't do it. And what is uh, daisy chain? Oh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Ten four. Um, the, Daisy chain. This so is a daisy chain. See how it's got the loops in there? Take a look at the video. Yeah. Alex, stick your finger through one of the loops once. There you go. He opens it up. Oh, it's just kind of built yep. that way? So each one of those, has, there's a knot on each side of it, and it's a chain of loops. Got it. So you got two layers of rope, which is more secure, yeah. and then you got a way of wrapping it around the Versa button or bolt or whatever is going to be there on the stick. And when I learn something new, I get to push a button. Okay, as Hunter. There we have it. Learn something new, guys. Hey, the phone lines are open. If anyone has a question for Alex or any comments that they want to jump in, I see comments coming through on the screen, so I'll do my best to read some of these off here real quick. Um, but the phone lines are hot, so feel free to, to dial that number. Uh, I have it on the screen here, or I did. I'll put it back up there. Uh, but the call in line is 262-757-4122. One of the other comments that came in was from uh, Matthew Schneider. He said, I don't know if it's a comment or a question. I'm going to read it here. Uh, one that would be great to have uh, would be straps to attach to the mobile to the mole webbing. Molly webbing. Oh, the molly webbing on the saddle that you can hang sticks from while climbing. Right now, I use gear ties, which work, uh, but would like, like to, to find, find something a little nicer. You know, I have those gear straps too, and that 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 could work. I don't need like a fancy. I clip. use them to, to put my sticks together before I wrap them to the bottom set of straps on my backpack. Um, I've used them to hold my sticks to my backpack in the past, and they have a tendency to like getting stuck on things too. So, because they're rubber coated, but they work. You know, they serve a purpose. There's going to be something better coming down the line here eventually. 
So he's saying it'd be nice to have yeah, I, straps to attach to the mo the molly webbing. Yeah, I actually so I actually do use one of those. I use one of the small gear ties when I'm climbing. And um this will make more sense when you see the new sticks, but um sure. It's not that bad if you use a gear strap. Um, but what you can also do, and I've done this for a long time, is I'll just tie a loop onto the stick itself, and then I'll get a Kydex hook that'll go in my molly. Um, so I think that would serve the purpose that you're talking about. That would eliminate the need to untwist the, gears, the gear tie and take your stick off, if that's what you're trying to accomplish. That's cool. Yeah, these are all these are all good. These these are like the things that like the DIYers and the fine tuning and, and just a little kind of micro adjustments make a big difference. Like you don't have to climb down the tree two different times to get crap. If you have your sticks on your side and you can easily grab them, you're just gonna become more quiet and more efficient. Uh I took the straps, the backpack straps off yeah. my off my platform because the way it was strapping to my backpack, it just seemed unnecessary. Yeah, you don't need it. And then they're hanging dangling from the bottom of the platform when I'm in the tree, which is whatever, that's normal. But then I realized, oh, well, now I don't have a way to carry this up the tree. Because <laughs> I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm carrying it with one hand. So then I, I was like, I actually, you know, with, with my setup, I just put it under, uh, like, my, my saddle belt um, somehow. And it just kind of stuck on my side and never fell out. So I did it good enough that it wasn't a problem. And I was like, okay, well, this is not great, but it worked. But it wasn't like a system. It was like some hodgepodge bullshit that I put together in the midst of trying to get up the tree. So these are the types of things that like will make you probably a better hunter. Uh, Cause you can not get frustrated. Well, it goes back to your comment earlier, Eric, about getting pissed off climbing up and down the tree. I'm the same way. Like that process is by far the most cumbersome getting into the, into the tree and getting up the tree and getting back down. I mean, we, everything we do is based on that process and making that easier or attempting to. And like for your platform, for example, Genesis 3D printing makes one of those platform hooks that you can put on the molly in the back of your saddle. And you can, it's hard to explain without showing it, but just look that up and that'll make your, I don't know what you're doing with your platform in the belt of your saddle, but it'll make it a lot easier. <laughs> it's not great. Don't do it. Like don't, don't listen to me. I'm, I'm the example of what not to do. I always say I can teach people so much. Cause I'll just tell you what, don't, don't do what I do. Um, but no, that, that, that's all good stuff. And it looks like Matthew's like, yeah. And Evan's saying, yeah, in the comments here. So it's, it's good to hear. And, uh, you know, honestly, anyone that's listening to this, if you're not seeing the comments, um, you can always go back in on our Facebook, you know, the, the, the post of this live broadcast and go read through some of the comments. And if you have some commentary you want to add to it or whatever, go for it. Like you can always jump back into these comments and answer people, um, you know, kind of hand to hand combat here. But, you, you know, I think, we covered the topic pretty well. It's good to hear from you. It's good to hear what you have going on. It sounds like you're having a lot of fun out there. You're going to continue to have some more fun out there. And uh, I, I totally hear you with having a kid. And, and my wife's birthday is also this Friday. So, like, no hunting for me. Um, and then and then trick-or-treating is coming up. I got to be racing home for that. I got three little ones. So, you know, getting them all in their costumes. It's very exciting for them. And, and when you have a little tiny, tiny one, it's just cute to parade them around in a stroller and some you know, hopefully warm costume that they look adorable in. Yeah. My wife's like all excited to dress her up as a pumpkin. I'm like, first of all, she's an infant. So she doesn't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. And second of all, that's the best costume we can come up with is a pumpkin. She's like, she's gotta be a pumpkin. I'm like why she could be anything, but 
She'll be warm. The little yeah, ones, they no, just I'm... they just put them like a little sack and put a hat on their head and they're good. Like <laughs> they're gonna puke on it anyways. Like whatever. You gotta change a diaper. That's gonna be tricky, you know. That'll be interesting to make. It'll be interesting to see if my wife makes me take the baby trick or treating, because <laughs> I'll just be trick or treating, you know. So that that'll be interesting to to see. You should just get like a headless costume, like where you're like a headless horseman, and, carry and then carry the baby, <laughs> and, you're, and that'll be the head, you know, as the pumpkin. There you go. Now there you go. That's there you go. Getting creative there. Yeah, yeah. I've been at this for five years now. This dad stuff. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm okay at it. Pro. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, have a, I have a really good wife, uh, which I've been told by a lot of people lately. So, just all these nice reminders as to me going hunting so much. But yeah. no, dude, thanks for for hanging out with us. Uh, I'm surprised no one called in. I can't believe it. Numbers been on the screen the whole time. You must probably scaring people off over there. They're probably sick of my face. They see all our Facebook ads. Sick of looking at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah same here. here. You guys are target marketing pretty well. There's been plenty of uh, Facebook and Instagram ads. We got we got banned yeah, from Facebook. So, we're, we're we're restricted from running ads right now. They won't take our money. Like literally, they the salespeople keep saying, "Hey, you want an ad?" I'm like, uh, "Dude, we are restricted. Like, fix my stuff. I'd be happy to give you our money, but we can't." So it's been going on since August first. Really, it's still not rectified. Wow. Yeah, no I mean, clue they, we did we either. Few, uh, we won't even won't even get into that. But good old Facebook. It's a whole rigmarole. Yep. Yeah. But no, it, I I love I love you guys. stuff is a reason that we're partnered together. It sounds like you and I are probably two peas in the pod in the woods. It'd be terrible if we went together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're throwing sticks all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever? Yeah, yeah. By the product testing, you run it by me, and if I don't get frustrated, it's going to get the green light. That, there you go. We may do that, you know, for new products, we're going to go and make you climb with them yeah. and make see how, see if there's a yard sale or not. <laughs> can the okay center get up the tree? Okay. Well, he did it. This is probably pretty good. If it's easy, if he can do it, it'll be really easy for me. Greg's thinking yeah, over here. I can see yeah, his, that's a good his, idea. his gears are going to put the camera on Greg. What do you got to say there, Greg? Oh, I'm not saying thing. Yeah. You're saying it all with your face right now. I can see it. Nope. Uh-huh. Greg likes having a hard time. <laughs> Anyway, Someone's well, got to. <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll have to see how Derek, I haven't heard anything from Derek yet, and the sun is down, so I don't know if he got anything. He's not here tonight, folks. No he went out to go hunting. Not the best news. Yeah, he ditched us to go chase some deer, which I can't say I'm mad about that at all. Family and deer first, we say on this podcast, but, well, I will end the live broadcast. Folks that tuned in and commented, thank you for the questions. And uh, like Brock, Brock Rosencrantz just said, uh, can't wait to see the sticks. Same here. I think you're going to have a lot of very excited people. Um, and hopefully they're received really, really well. I know the internet can yeah. be a real bastard sometimes. So, But you guys, I don't think, from what I've seen, don't encounter that a whole bunch. You have good products. Yeah, well, hey, we're, we're doing the best we can over here. And, and thanks a lot for having me. And thanks to anyone who's on here and has bought stuff from us because we wouldn't be able to do any of this without you. So we really appreciate it and um, appreciate the opportunity. We're living our dream over here. So huge thank you to anybody who's bought something from us. We appreciate it. Oh yeah. And it's lati latitudeoutdoors.com. Yep. And uh, yep. So you can go to the website. There's all the products on there. And then obviously Facebook, Instagram, we do have a TikTok now, which, you know, that's kind of experimental. Um, but we are on there. I take advice from Eric here. <laughs> I always watch your <laughs> stuff. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, we're, we're, we're all over the place. You'll see our ads and hopefully they don't um, annoy you too much. 
So no, I don't like seeing them. Got to have enough touch points to get people to, to make their decisions. So you got to run that funnel. But uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We're going to end the live broadcast. And as you all know, we produce the same night we record. So this will be in podcast land later this evening. And we'll send an email out tomorrow morning to remind everybody to go listen to this episode. But thank you. Thank you.